love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Join along my fellow zealots, Joe and Paul. How you guys doing for this episode? Doing great. Good. I'm sorry. I just started laughing right as you were talking. <laughs> That's quite <laughs> all right. It's a joyous day to be alive. Today, as we record this evening, this very evening, the final season of Game of Thrones is going to premiere... Uh, Paul, I know you watch. Joe, are you a watcher uh, of the Game of Thrones? I am. We rewatch. We started right before New Year's for the rewatch. Ah, nice. To be caught up. Yep. How far and are you? I, I finished last night. Oh, wow. hey, seven oh seven last night today. Ready for the well, new season. I did the same thing as you, but I didn't start as early. And I'm wrapping up today, season one. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. No, so here, here's my plan. Uh, I, okay, well, I guess this is. Let, let's get right into the cutting room floor, and I'll talk about the plan. <laughs> but uh, on this episode, we're talking about the Highwaymen, the Dirt. Both are Netflix uh, released movies. Dumbo, Pet Cemetery, and our feature presentation will be Shazam. But first, let's go into from the cutting room floor. All right. So uh, my Game of Thrones. Yeah, I wanted to do the same thing as you, Joe. Rewatch them all. Because let me tell you something. I've only seen. I've only seen these episodes one time ever. Really, because so, you know you need to because there's so much is crammed in it. You miss everything. Like even that you season don't one, realize half the story has happened that you watched. Yeah, even season one. I'm watching season one. I'm like, oh, oh, like I, because when you're watching season one, you don't know who anybody is anyway. So when they start it's saying so names, there's yeah, like hundred characters. In you have no idea one, right? what you have no idea what's going on. So I find it, I found it very useful to rewatch season one. Like, oh wow, okay. So here's my plan, because. I know I'm going to get spoiled on the last season, so there's no way I can just wait to watch them. So I'm going to have to watch them uh, in real time with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue my journey to re-watching them, but also watch the new episodes as they are released as well. Interesting. Because I have to. I yeah, don't want to you be spoiled. have to, but more, that might be a little confusing in the head. I, <laughs> I just can't wait for, for Samwell to, to rise. <laughs> as, as he, I mean, when he as soon as he kills that um, that zombie dragon... And Jamie Lannister, he will be the world's greatest warrior. Wow. Uh, who's Samwell Charlie? He what? Who's Samwell? Sam is John's uh, assistant who went to be the maester for the Night's Watch. The fat guy? Yeah, the fat guy who <laughs> who killed a White Walker and a Then in single combat. Well, and a lot of people think that he's he's the the author Avatar. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. right. I think he's going to rise to be the uh, greatest warrior in the history of Westeros. Which would be kind of egotistical if he really wow. is the author. Wouldn't Avatar. it be great if he was? <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Because if, if, he, if he kills that dragon, which is a definite possibility, and then just have him kill Jamie Lannister, and I would be happy. Just put Sam Tarly on the Iron Throne. You don't like Jim- Jamie? What? Wow. I mean, Jamie's going to die. I love Jamie, but Jamie's going to die. Oh, well, I mean, Cersei's got to die, right? I mean, we hope. Yeah, I, I think Jamie's going to kill Cersei, but. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, there's and... a lot, lot, of, lot of speculation out there. Yeah. We'll find but, out. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm unfortunate for Jamie. I love I loved the character of Jamie. I just I can't see him making it. Yeah, see, Paul doesn't like the character of Jamie as much as the person of Jamie. He likes to look at Jamie. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys watched um, the robot 
uh, what is that? The robot. Sex, love, and yes. robot. Have you seen that on Netflix, Paul? No, but obviously I was like, no. oh, that'd be interesting, probably. Uh, you should, because there is an amazing amount of dong, <laughs> ca- cartoon dong in that that show. Oh, really? Okay. It's very weird. It's like, no, no, that's okay. Like these artists, like get a chance, like, hey, we can do whatever you want. Let's make dong. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> it's like when people are putting dick butts all over the place. <laughs> it's like, huh? Yeah, I, they're only like, I don't know, like between 8 and 17 minutes long each one. And some of them are okay. And some of them, I think one or two were, I thought were pretty good. And other ones are just like, ugh, this is just a waste of time. But luckily, like I said, it's only like 10 minutes. So I don't mind wasting that time. But yeah, I was, just, I was I'm shocked by the uh, dong count that's going on. My dong tracker. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> your, your dong <laughs> tracker. Which we still didn't finish the dong tracker, <laughs> tracker at. All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right let's move on uh, in, in the from the cutting room floor. All right. All right so. Okay, so I went to see Dumbo for this episode on a Tuesday for the at AMC. So Tuesday is their $5 movie night, which, uh, mind you, is no longer $5 movie night, and now it's a discounted movie. They, they gave it a different name, and now the movies are $6. So you no longer get a $5 movie. But we walked into, like, a, I don't know what the showing was, like a 7.30 showing, and there was a huge line waiting to get their tickets scanned to get into the theater section. I was like, whoa, I've never seen this before at this AMC. I've always just walked right in. So I go up to the lady. I'm like, hey, is this the line for Dumbo? She said, yes. She points to the line, this huge line. I'm like, all right. So I go back. Now, I'm a good 50, 60 people back. So what, I'm, Was she referring to you or was the movie? <laughs> what, the Dumbo? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> so I'm like 50 or 60 back, and I'm out, I'm out of earshot of anything that she's going to announce. So me and another lady uh, are, are talking, and she's with a little kid, and she's like, oh, Dumbo. And I get yeah, this is Dumbo. That's what they told me. This is a Dumbo line. So a guy comes, and I see him yelling something. And uh, a couple people got a line and, and leave up front. So I'm, I'm watching, and I'm waiting for them to maybe come back to tell us what they announced. Never happens. So I'm thinking, wait a second. Are they announced? Did they announce Dumbo? Is this line for multiple movies? Because she made it clear that this was a Dumbo line. Which, let's face it, the theater it, it would be packed anyway. So there's no way this could be all for Dumbo. So I go back up to this lady and I say, "Hey, is uh, Dumbo still? Are we still waiting for Dumbo?" And she goes, "No, no, no. That no, that already went in." I said, "Well, I didn't. You know, you told me this was a Dumbo line, and, and no one ever announced it." And she got real smart with me. Said, "No, I we announced that Dumbo was already in." obviously and like she got really like like ticked off with me and i'm like well we can't hear it in the back no one in the back can hear your stupid announcement if you did make one so then i go back and i grab uh trish because it was only my wife and i and i told this other lady hey dumbo was released even though no one knew it oh i was so mad she was she was so self right so self-righteous about oh no this <laughs> this is not you know dumbo is already uh announced. i already did that oh yeah. god yeah that the whole pa- it was it like one of those real awful passive aggressive. Oh, well, it, I announced it. I don't know why you didn't when I initially it. talked to her, she didn't say, "Oh, <clears throat> this line is for multiple movies." No, she said, "No, this is the line for Dumbo." She explicitly told yeah, me it was the line for Dumbo oh, plus man. a bunch of other shit. I was so mad. I was heated. I was like, "Oh, you dirty!" Oh, but you know what? In that same night, 
Uh, so we sit down in the theater. Of course, it's so packed. we're gonna have like a a really bad review of Dumbo here. <laughs> Maybe uh, <laughs> it's packed, and I hear the guy ahead of me because this is a full dine service. So they, you know the way the people come in, waiters come in and uh, service you <laughs> in the theater. And yeah, yeah. I, but uh, <laughs> speaking of the dog driver, <laughs> yeah, this episode's starting off bad. Uh, but I overheard the one lady say, "We're out of popcorn." They ran out of How popcorn. How can a movie theater run out of popcorn? How can you run they out of popcorn? They should just give you your money back right there. I mean, seriously. <laughs> they should. Even if you didn't plan on eating popcorn, they should give you money back because yeah. a movie theater without popcorn is just not right. Granted, it was their $5 night, but still, how don't how do you run out of popcorn? Well, popcorn lasts forever. They're just little kernels. Yeah. You can buy a million of them and stock them in the bag. And it costs like $4 per <laughs> cubic ton of what? it. And it's the primary way they make money. So how do they even yeah. allow that, right? I mean... It seems in- insane. Because they're not, right? not I mean, going to go bad. A 100-pound bag of popcorn. That's, that's shelf like life is 25 right? years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you run out of popcorn in a movie theater. Just, I, I just imagine they just poured it into the back of the theater with a dump truck, and there's some, <laughs> there's some kid back there shoveling popcorn into machines. <laughs> like the old coal mines. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I don't know. It's so weird. So weird. Uh, oh, so also, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, Avengers Endgame. So the tickets went on pre-sale for that. I tried to get onto the AMC app that day. Yeah, no go. <laughs> they crashed the app. There are so many people trying to get on to purchase tickets for Endgame that uh, it crashed the app. And I heard it crashed, uh, what other apps? I think Regal was okay. There's a couple other uh, apps that also went down as well. So yeah, that, that was a tough, <laughs> but I did get my, I got a single ticket. I, I My sons want to go and my friend, but there's no chance I could possibly get them anywhere close to Thursday mm-hmm. or Friday. But there was one single ticket, a 3D version on that Thursday night that it comes out to the 25th. And right. I, wow. I, I just picked it up. I'm like, I'm taking it. I went and looked out of curiosity because I heard about all the apps crashing stuff. I opened the AMC app because they sent me a notification on my phone saying, there's still tickets available. And yeah, I looked yeah, and I got like that too. Yeah. one seat in the back corner of the theater <laughs> at a 9.30 yeah. p.m. showing or something. Facing like, the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a post in front of it. Partially obscured view. <laughs> Partial view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They sent that out. And I know a lot of people that uh, saw that email and they went onto the site and realized, <clears throat> yeah, no, that's not happening. So what I'm hoping to do is for Captain Marvel, they added showtimes like the day before, like that Thursday when it was released, they added like mm-hmm. a new theater. So when I got, I got mine, like, like the Wednesday before the Thursday that was released. And I was literally the first person who picked seats in that theater uh, because they just, they made new ones. They wow. Just, so I'm hoping the same thing happens with this. I'm going to keep looking. And if that is the case, I'll cancel my one and then buy tickets for my, to my son. The new my one. Friend. Yeah. So when does it come out again? What uh, 25th. So is that the Thursday or is it the 26th? Okay. Yeah. Is so Friday, technically. It comes so I'll out probably stay it like that first week of May then, I guess. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like I'm going to get in. I just can't. Well, during the week you could get in. Eh, maybe. Yeah. 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 Just don't. Not I don't the, have other stuff going on. Not the night that they have a discounted movie or discounted. Oh. Yeah, because you're not yeah, getting. Oh any, yeah, I won't get any popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't was, get popcorn. Uh, I'm not going. <laughs> it's it crazy. Uh, another thing, and from the cutting room floor, <laughs> is Disney Plus. They announced a uh, a bunch of stuff for their new service coming out. I think November 12th or something to that effect. 
And it's going to be $6.99 a month or $69.99 for uh, a year. And I think I'm going to pull the trigger and get the annual subscription for the first year. Now, I might wait till December 1st. You know, just wait a month. Um, where am I? Now, do you know what the bundle is going to look like? Uh, they've no, not, they have not announced anything other than ESPN Plus and Hulu. Because uh, I because I have three ESPN them, Plus. Yeah. And if I can bundle all these together. You will be able to bundle... Yes, you'll be able to bundle those three together at a discounted rate. They have not because right now that. I have Sling for television. Oh, okay. And I may trade Sling for Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Cancel good. my Sling yeah. subscription and get Hulu for TV. Yeah. And you know, and if it comes at a discount, I may save money doing that. Yeah, if I just got to check uh, the channel lineup, make sure that Hulu has everything that yeah. you watch. Uh, yeah. If you have, yeah, it it did say that if you bundle them, you will get a discount, but it didn't state what the discount would be. But I think I'm in. I, uh, I think we can give a shot. They're going to have some good stuff, original programming, as well as all the Marvel stuff and Star Wars. And, you know, they're going to have a ton of stuff. And all the Simpsons. Did you see the little video they put they released? That I has, did not. <laughs> you should watch it. It's the Simpsons like, hey, we're part of the family now. And they're putting on the Mickey ears. <laughs> it's, That's it's, funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. See, all they need to do is bring the Simpsons, you know, seasons two through eight over. <laughs> nope, they're bringing all 30. <laughs> and, and the movie. And the movie was high quality. but they just <laughs> yeah, Somewhere well. after season eight or nine, the Simpsons just lost its edge. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, so that sounds very interesting. I'm, I'm down with that. But I think that's all I have for the cutting room floor. What do you guys have? Is there any way we can stop the hustle from being made or released? I just, I just can't believe that you would release Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Why would you have to ruin that movie? Because to me, that's one of the best comedies, like oh, top ten. Yeah, with, right. With uh, what's her face? I really like her though. So I like Rebel Wilson, but I no, the you really one. think the other one. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, you think she, yeah. she has the comedy chops? Yeah. To, to I don't know be about up? comedy uh, chops, but I like her. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like her. I mean, I'm. I can't wait for that movie. Yeah, I don't really? think, I think of it as a completely independent thing. Yeah, I right? don't think. I, not... I too, when I first saw that trailer, I thought, "Oh wait, is this going to be Dirty Rotten Scoundrels?" But they call it the Hustle, so it is different. Yes, it's the same premise. It, no, it, but... It's a remake. It's a remake of. Is it? Yes. Yes. It was. It was initiated as a remake of. You can tell by the they use the same sets, right? I mean, in some <laughs> case situation, some uh, of the trailer shots. I, you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, even if it's a shot for shot remake, I'm gonna think of it as a whole new movie because yeah. I, I love Robert Wilson, Nan Hathaway, and I just as long as it doesn't turn into female Ghostbusters, I'm good. Oh man. Oh, okay. All right. Well, because yeah. that movie had nothing funny at all about it. I'm gonna think of it as a completely different movie because <laughs> I yeah I'm a big fan of dir- dirty rotten scoundrels so. Uh, hopefully this is this compliments that. And if it is a remake, like you say, Paul, then maybe uh we might get a little Michael Caine and uh, Steve Martin cameo action in there. So that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, it could uh, always be uh, good too. I don't oh, know. That would be awesome if they show. Uh, I'm I, I uh, I'll be very skeptical. I, I uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, no, we're gonna keep the release out. <laughs> we're gonna keep it going. So sorry, we're Paul. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, yeah, sorry, no. okay. and I, and yeah. I don't, no, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a remake of itself. So, yeah. So, but but still. oh, I Paul, Paul's not going to review that one. Yeah, <laughs> well, I plan on going to see it, so I, oh, I will yeah. see what happens. I, I will we'll, be there. We'll tell you how disappointing or not it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go see that, and because uh, yeah, I didn't go see what was the other remake they just did with the Goldie Hawn. Um, oh, Overboard! Overboard! Oh, I wow, can't yeah. believe they remade that. No, I just refused to. Who was asking for that? that like. One. 
Well, the first one was so problematic base. to begin with, right? I mean, really? I can't that, believe I mean, you. I can't believe they remained. Really, really rapey, right? I mean, come on. All right, yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Well, I think this time it's the guy getting raped. So yes. That's okay. Oh, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Uh, what else you guys got? I saw two trailers. Okay. <laughs> I was in the theater, and I saw the new trailer for Godzilla. Uh, right? Yeah. And yeah. I know the movie's going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be good. I've accepted this as just a thing. I love the King Kong, but I know this Godzilla is going to be terrible. The first trailer was just awful. And then I was like, oh, God, I'm going to go see it because I've loved God. I, I'll watch the 1950s Godzilla in Japanese today. I mean, I love those <laughs> movies. <laughs> and so it, it's really bad. Uh, but I but I like them and I watch them. But I watched. I got bored <laughs> during the trailer. the trailer. Yeah, no. How can you get bored? I mean, they actually put together a trailer for a movie about giant monsters fighting each other, and somehow I got bored during the two-minute teaser. Oh, wow. Yeah, this to me equates to watching a uh, Transformers movie trailer. Like, there's a bunch of big things fighting each other, and I don't know what they are, and I don't care. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I and it didn't even, and, it, and there was no excitement. I mean, it's like achievement unlocked. I've now been bored during a trailer, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I don't know what the yeah I don't know. They're, they're... that was terrible. And then the other trailer I saw, which was just one of the the Star Wars trailer that came out. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So I saw everyone started tweeting about it, or on Facebook stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go watch it. And it was so meh. I mean, it's just same old. I don't understand how anyone got excited by that as a trailer. Uh yeah, I I think it's well, I mean, it is hard because uh, Ryan Johnson movie kind of really uh rubbed me really wrong for the whole you know the whole third trilogy you know and you're like uh i guess we were hoping that they, they did a lot of callbacks i guess to try to they're trying to like fix the damage or something but yeah but they gotta stop the callbacks and just make an original movie and they won't but but this is supposed to be the end of all nine right it, yeah. it really is supposed to be part of a series right i, yep, yep, I guess but it's gotta it's gotta end i the last thing i want in my life is another shot of freaking three cpo standing beside r2d2 <laughs> just I, i'm done you don't have this to put is, those idiotic the, robots in every damn movie this is the last one right this yeah, must be the last no. yeah no, they're right. gonna find a way to do something stupid yeah, they're, they're, they'll have spin-offs and stuff, but it's the last they, of the they have, yeah. trilogy, like I mean, the arc, if you will. Yeah, it'd be the arc, but they're going to do... I mean, every movie from then on, that this universe will never grow beyond 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> That's where it started, and all originality died at the end of Jedi, and it will never... Nothing new will ever be brought to this universe, and it's just so disappointing. Well, like you, Joe, I watched the trailer, and I, re I realized, I think maybe for the first time, that I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as everybody else. Like, I watched it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, there you go. And I was like, uh, all right, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go see it. I, you know, it's interesting. But I've never been into space. Like, like the whole space genre has never been my thing. And maybe I'm just not that big of a fan. Like, when you, you guys talk about Star Wars, you guys say names in places, and I have no idea what you're talking about. I, and I don't care, though, <laughs> either. <laughs> it's like, all right, I... I don't know this universe well enough to be able to have a, a conversation with uh, geeks and nerds. That's you guys. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's fine. I, I'm, 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 I accept that. Like I'm much yeah. more into the Marvel universe than I am star Wars. 
Yeah. Maybe, when Chris was little, he loved Star Wars. So I watched uh, everything with him over and over again because he really loved it and the stupid Clone Wars cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Now, with that said, I, I'm, I'm going to watch I'm everything. Worn out. And anything that Disney Plus releases, any of their Star Wars stuff, well, other, I think they're going to have the Clone Wars cartoon. But since I didn't watch mm-hmm. the old ones, I'm not going to watch this one. But anything new, like TV shows, like if they do any series or anything, I'll probably watch it. But it just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't excite me. Like, oh, I need to see this movie. Uh, yeah oh my god darth vader i mean he wasn't even the main character of the stupid movies people god. <laughs> 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 but, but he was wasn't he no uh, he, he was he was never, the, been... it was never the point of star wars it was all about luke oh you mean you mean four five six right yeah, yeah. that yeah. one two three was uh, was yeah. just uh, a, about, it's just an about vader I, I know i know we it's... don't talk about one two three paul oh okay <laughs> all right <laughs> One, two, three, if they were done by anybody saying, would have been about Obi-Wan. But. Or maybe, maybe my uh, indifference to Star Wars started with one, two, three. Because I remember really liking four, five, six. I did. One, two, three kills all love and everything hmm. because they just had no idea how to make a damn movie. Yeah, it was awful. Ugh. And every time and every time they ran out of ideas, they pulled out a stupid lightsaber. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing lightsabers. It's oh, like, oh, you know, the first man. thing you see in the trailer, lightsaber comes on, oh. then she starts running with it. That is the most impractical thing you could possibly do. You no. have a sword that extends in less than half a second to full length and be fully lethal, and she's sprinting across a goddamn desert with a three-foot blade swinging at her shins. She's a Jedi, Joe. She can do whatever she wants. It, it's impractical in its own universe. It's Highly insane. trained Jedi. I don't know. She never got trained. <laughs> she trained at home. Home Remember, school. she dropped out. She took the correspondence course. She stole <laughs> the books from Luke in that last movie. Yeah, and, and that's all she needed. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi, Jedi, Phoenix University oh, Jedi program. Man, <laughs> Phoenix University. Yeah. Wow. All right, is that it for from the front room, from the cutting room floor? Yippers. All right, let's get right into our reviews because we got a lot of movies to do. Let's start it off with the Highwaymen. This was released March 29th, two thousand nineteen. Rated R. Runtime two hours and twelve minutes. This is a Netflix released film. Starring Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, and Kathy Bates. Description. A pair of Texas Rangers come out of retirement to catch the infamous outlaws Bonnie and Clyde. IMDb gives it a 7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 54, and the audience gives it a 78. And the budget on this is $49 million. There are, obviously, it's Netflix, so there are <laughs> there's nothing here for opening weekend or anything like that. Uh, $780 million equivalent, right? <laughs> so many people watched it. It was like, it yeah, <laughs> it made a billion trillion dollars. <laughs> Almost as much as Bird Box. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> notes. When Bonnie Parker limps away from the car at the beginning of the film, this is historically accurate as she'd injured herself earlier in a car accident when Clyde drove their Ford uh, V8 off a bridge into a dry riverbed where the damaged battery leaked acid over Bonnie's left leg, causing her third-degree burns. Her injuries were so severe, she walked with a limp for the rest of her life. J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover founded the FBI in 1935, the year after Bonnie and Clyde massacre. Hoover is mentioned occasionally and at one point is referred to as the high-flying sissy by one of the rangers. All right, so that's, <laughs> that's uh, some notes. My thoughts of this film... Uh, for a Netflix film, this is actually pretty good. Now, of course, of course, this is one of those ones that you it's retelling a historical event. So 
like I'll never want I'll never want to see this movie again. But because uh, if you, like I said, the people in this movie, I mean, all star cast of my past growing up <laughs> when I did, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, and Kathy Bates. I love all three of those actors and actresses or actress. So I totally enjoyed the casting and they did a good job and I thought it was a good movie and I think they were pretty historically accurate because I actually Googled to see what actually happened to Bonnie and Clyde um, to see how it played out in the movie and it's pretty pretty accurate to how they ended up getting caught, quote unquote. Uh, spoiler alert, they just, basically the Rangers just opened fire on them and just killed them in their car. <laughs> and there's some, there some speculation as to whether or not they even allowed them to try to surrender <laughs> uh, so in the movie, they kind of indicate that Bonnie and Clyde kind of go for their guns, and that's when they do it. But uh, in yeah, actuality, went for their guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we put some quotes around that. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah, they shot the crap out of that car. <laughs> yeah, a lot of men used to gun a lot of people down. Yeah. <laughs> who, who was it? Was it a Dillinger? When they got him, the FBI opened fired on him in the middle of the street and shot like three civilians. <laughs> <laughs> well worth it. Well worth it. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, as the movie goes, Joe, I would say you probably should watch it. It's it's good enough to watch just to see, you know, if you don't know anything about Bonnie and Clyde, like I didn't. I knew they were fugitives. I really didn't know much about them. And honestly, this is more or less telling the story from the Ranger side, how they were, uh, they brought in in the end. You don't really even see Bonnie and Clyde really until the end of the movie. It's not about them huh. as much. Okay, as so it's about Woody Harrelson and yes. Kevin Carr. Yeah, yeah. So this is the equivalent to his... uh. God, Costner did the one uh, when he took down Capone. Now he's taking down Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah. Untouchables, right? Yeah. He's going back. He's, yeah, he's yeah. completed. Now, who's he going to take down to complete the Untouchables trilogy 20 years <laughs> yeah, from now? Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. <laughs> Ten years ago, this movie's been uh, shopped around for a while. Ten years ago, they brought it to him, and he said it was, it was unrealistic that he could play a retired ranger you know, because he's so much younger. <laughs> and 10 years later, now he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he well, I mean, if Tom Cruise it. can still play a sergeant in the army. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, have, you have to be 780 before you can play someone retired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for all in all, I say, especially for a Netflix movie, this is uh, pretty good. So, uh, I'll give us a stream since that's the only way you can see it anyway. So, Joe, I would recommend you seeing this. Now, I wouldn't recommend right. it. has no real rewatchability to it. Okay. I'll add that to my list of uh, movies then. Yeah. Uh, watch it. Okay. Next on our list uh, is The Dirt. Now, I did see this one, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to see it or not. So, I asked Paul if he could uh, put some notes together. So, Paul, please, by all means, proceed. All right. The Dirt. Running time, one hour, 47 minutes. Uh, is based on The Dirt, Confessions of the World's most notorious rock band, which was written by Motley Crue and Neil Strauss. Um, has, stars Dick, Douglas Booth as Nikki Six, Ewan Rayon, uh, better known as uh, Ramsey Bolton, um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, um, Carson Baker as Tommy Lee. Oh, it's got a 40% Metacritic rating on Rotten mm. Tomatoes and a 91% audience rating. 91? So, yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Wow. Um, they, must like, uh, they must like the boobies in this movie. <laughs> yes. Something. I, I uh, saw the trailer and just started laughing, and I'm like, oh, and then you guys shocked me, or two, two of you were watching it. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the actors playing the band members of Motley Crue all learned how to play the song, such as Looks the Kill. I thought ah. that was an interesting fact. Uh, they, you know, the singer didn't sing. Like some of the stuff, I think he did sing, but 
some of those later ones and more popular songs, there's no way that was him singing. That was 100% <laughs> him doing lip syncing to Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, Christopher Walken was rumored to be playing Ozzy Osbourne in the early stages of development, oh. which I must admit that was one of the best scenes, I think. <laughs> although, well, I don't know, best. Yeah. Memorable scenes? Is yeah. that what we call it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashton Kutcher was rumored to be playing Tommy Lee in the early stages of development, oh. which is, another, yeah, interesting. He looks uh, apart, yeah. So the movie, uh, how did it go? Um, it's it's a fun movie. It's not like well, I, I would call it more like a fun TV movie. You know what I mean? I, that's not what I call big screen worthy. Which I guess for Netflix is okay. Uh, it's a lot of there's DNA. not a the storyline's a little like all over the place. You can tell the band wrote this because. Yes. Even in their worst, like everything was like, they were like, oh, we are awesome. We are like the whole thing was like everything yeah. they did was awesome. And they were the baddest and they were the great. And even, even the crap that like just everything, like you could tell it was written by them. This wasn't an unauthorized by uh, a story. This was written by the people and they wanted their life to be portrayed this way. It was yeah, definitely. so, so clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are the greatest. Everybody loves us. So when we went to our parties. Everybody was like, "What is going on in this movie?" <laughs> they were so, so, so self uh, gratifying in this movie. Like they watch it, like, "Oh, we are awesome." <laughs> I don't know. It, it was uh, it's too over the top for me. Uh, it was just, it was too. See, I'm just picturing Tommy Lee watching this and pleasuring himself. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, from what I what from what I understand from my uh, dong app, <laughs> that he would take both hands. Yeah, <laughs> he may need assistance. <laughs> he needs a oh, hand. Come on. Oh, you, you guys haven't seen it, really? I thought you would see it for Pamela, but oh, yeah, she's no. not in I mean, it. You can get hepatitis looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of bypass that. Like her, her, him, and uh, Heather Locklear ended there, and they kind of. They just uh, went through by everything else, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, it was just I, I'd as sooner a a heartful, true, unbiased version of their career rather than this like hyped up. Like, oh, we're awesome! This is us! Blah blah story where it's all just you know, it's them telling this their beginnings through their eyes the way they want to see. See, and this is what I fear. This is exactly what I fear out of Rocket Man that's coming out about Elton John. Because he's very much still alive, and I don't know what kind of input he had in this movie, but obviously they're not. This movie's not going to come out, and it's going to be like, oh my god, Elton John was killing babies when he was young. <laughs> he's still alive. I mean, there's like all the bad stuff is going to kind of be uh, washed over. Whereas, like the Freddie well, Mercury. But the thing about could, the dirt is that I mean, yeah, the whole point was was making up bad stuff that they did, right? I mean. Yeah, it's. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know what the. I don't know what the, the reality would have to be more boring than the crazy stuff they made. They made up, and I agree. They, they, they have a. They have a an axe to grind, right? They want everyone to think they're the. You know. But I mean, there's enough stuff where where uh, that death where he drove. He was yeah, obviously he was high, he was high, and they were all on drugs, and then his uh, daughter dying. I mean, there's enough stuff in there. I think that you could tell a compelling you know, heartful story without it being over the top, just TNA drugs, just how awesome they are. It's very self-congratulatory the way that they did this movie. It's like, oh, all right, well, they obviously they think a lot about themselves. <laughs> well, I'm kind of surprised by the Ozzy Osbourne portrayal in that 
was he really that out of it that long ago? I mean, I, I guess I assumed it was a more recent, the, you know, yeah, I, uh, barely, barely functional human being that, you know, that. I don't know what's more disturbing, him snorting live ants or licking other people's urine. <laughs> I don't know. It's quite disturbing that way. Regardless, they both. Joe, you got to see that scene. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it's uh, not the uh, thing that makes me, hey, let me turn on that television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I give this a don't watch. I mean, it, there's no, there's really no reason to watch it. it doesn't it's not a good portrayal of their, what actually happened. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it just like I said, there's a lot of TNA. So if you, uh, you know, if uh, I, 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 I find that anywhere on the internet, yeah. If so the internet's down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the internet's down, you know, and you need a fix, then there you well, go. You're not watching Netflix anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And <laughs> never mind. Yeah, there's really no reason to watch this movie. I mean, I guess if you're a huge Motley Crue fan, then maybe you watch Is it. Is that a thing? I, I don't yeah, know. Are, are people actually huge Motley Crue fans? I don't know. I don't know any, but. It's possible. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I said television because I watch just about anything on television. But I, yeah, yeah I, I, it, you know, it's, it's um for some reason it's a train wreck. I kept watching. I don't know why, but it was. Uh... Uh, hey, that's a good question, Paul. If if I weren't if I weren't going to review it, would I kept watching? Would I turn it off at any point? Um, like I said, I did have the TNA, so maybe I would have kept watching. It. <laughs> but but that, that's the, also the downside yeah, is that know, a lot of a lot of the excitement in TNA. D and A is at the beginning. And then at the end, it gets boring. Like, just, okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of boring and predictable. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't all that compelling, really. So, yeah. There you go. Well, you came for the boobs and you stayed for the licking of urine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite, quite disturbing, really. <laughs> all right. There you go. So, that was uh, the, the dirt. The dirt. Don't see that. Lives up to his name, not just yep, clever name. Exactly. Watch yeah. the Highwayman instead. All right. Next is Dumbo, released March 29th, 2019, rated PG. Runtime, one hour, 52 minutes, stalling, starring Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, and Danny DeVito. Description, a young elephant whose oversized ears enable him to fly helps save a struggling circus. But when the circus plans a new venture, Dumbo and his friends discover dark secrets beneath the shiny veneer. IMDb gives it a 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 47%, while the audience gives it a 58% box office. Budget is $170 million. Gross U.S. $79 million, and that's of April 10th. And worldwide gross as of April 7th is $215 million. Notes. Filmed entirely on a soundstage. Not even the outdoor scenes were exterior shots. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It shows. <laughs> V.A. Vandermeer's Dreamland Circus is heavily inspired by three theme parks, Coney Island, World's Fair, and various Disneyland theme parks. The amusement park in the film has an exhibit about how the future might be like. This is a reference to Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, as well as other Disney attractions at Epcot Center. So those are my notes. Now this is, so uh, to start off my thoughts, the um, Michael Keaton plays the an antagonist, the uh, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> the, but yeah, and and the Danny Vito yeah, was a yeah, penguin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he plays an antagonist who really, really resembles Walt Disney. 
as I'm watching this movie, I knew he's going to be the antagonist. I thought, huh, they're really making this look. Yeah, this is an indictment of, of Walt Disney, which is sort of strange. And I <laughs> yeah, like Walt how did Disney you get? Film. <laughs> yeah, how did you get the screenplay play past the Disney execs? Well, but when you know, but you know, Tim Burton's story, right, is that he got fired by Disney. So I kind of feel like maybe it's a, a middle finger to Disney. But Weird, Disney had to okay yeah. it. It's a Disney movie. Disney had to say, yes, we want you to go ahead with this screenplay. <laughs> I, I don't know how they got that. Maybe he, he got complete creative control. Maybe. I, I know. I, I was surprised, too, because it, it is definitely a... Yeah, that character is a Walt Disney-type character. An F you to, to Walt Disney, yeah. yeah. So it's very strange watching that. And then at the beginning of the movie, somebody dies. Like that one circus actor, uh, circus entertainer dude dies, which I was shocked that there was any death at all in a, the Dumbo movie. Very strange. But he, but he was evil, so it was okay. Yeah, true, but he died. <laughs> That's weird. Like getting hurt or something is one thing, but actually dying in the movie is very, very, uh, very strange. <laughs> I don't know about that. But as far as the movie goes, uh, I didn't mind the fact I, I read some people saying, uh, you know, because the original Dumbo, the animals did the talking in this. None of the animals talked. I was fine with that. Uh, as far as the movie's plot and everything, I don't remember the original Dumbo all that much, other than uh, the crows are singing, elephant can fly, bird can fly, or house fly, all that stuff. Well, that's that's a family racism, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was the best part of that whole movie was the crows. <laughs> it, you know, all racism aside, those guys were awesome. <laughs> it it is the shortest movie, Disney feature film so oh, well, see, that's probably why you don't remember much not a lot happens in yeah, it i don't know what goes on in it i don't remember it didn't really even have a story right i mean it just well yeah, yeah i mean and... yeah it kind of ends you know that the scene in the movie where he's up on the fire thing and then he jumps off right yeah yeah that, that's that's how it ends but pretty much that's how dumbo ends pretty much and i i didn't like what's his face the announcer the the boxing announcer being the announcer of the big top that took me out of the movie you know, Bruce Buffer? Yes. At really? The, at the circus, wow. he was the announcer. No, Dumbo, yeah, doing his thing. I, I didn't even know who he was, so I don't know. It took me out of the, took me out of the movie completely. I was like, oh well, this is weird. I don't. I don't it's like really, this. it's really out of place to have that yes. type of announcer at a circus, right? I mean, yeah, it was really, it's very off-putting for me. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I think the story was fine. The movie was okay. I liked the movie. I mean, all in all, it was. It was fine. Um, I give this a, a solid uh, stream, I guess. I say it's a stream-worthy movie. It doesn't really do much for breaking ground. I mean, so for me, I liked it more than probably what Paul's going to say, mainly because. Well, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I said, like uh, in the notes where that one scene where they're doing that, you know, you know the world of tomorrow. And that's exactly, I'm like, oh, that's the Carousel Progress, which I love that ride. And uh, so there's a lot of references for Disney-esque stuff. So I really enjoyed that part of it. And I, so there's a lot in the, the Casey Jr. coming down the track, you know, singing at the beginning. There's a lot of stuff for me as a Disney fan that I really enjoyed outside the scope of the actual movie itself. So uh, my, yeah, my, my stream is probably higher than what Paul's going to go. But, you know, if you're a Disney fan, it's definitely you want to see it. But you don't need to rush out to see it. There's nothing in it that is groundbreaking or all that's uh, interesting, really. <laughs> Dan DeVito did it. Everybody did a really good job, and I was happy with uh, 
was happy with it when I walked out, but yeah, I wasn't uh, like, oh, I got to see this again. I'll probably never watch it again. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. All right, Paul, what do you have to say? Oh, I just thought it was horrible. I mean, I, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, okay, so one of the most tender, emotional scenes that Disney's ever had is the Baby Mine sequence, I think, right, in the original cartoon. And it, it's so sad. It's so poignant. His mother's, you know, he's, there's that separation. And yet they're showing all the other animals. And you, so you're kind of seeing the other animals as a family and how... And in this one, it was like zero, like zero emotion. He he, like rushes up there. He, he doesn't even look that all that sad to me. It's, it's it, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I, I felt like they ruined that entire. No, no. I, I did it do anything for you the the whole baby mind song. Now, what are we talking about when the, they get separated? The baby mind, you know, baby mind. Don't you cry? Well, you know, one of the most popular songs from that movie, right? Um, where he the mother's in the cage. And the, she puts the trunk out and oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 no that was all right they, they touch each other really I, I just didn't feel any emotion at all at all and I feel like it's one of those scenes in Disney that yeah. is great at, at inspiring emotion the original was all and right. to have like no feelings whatsoever was sort of okay what's wrong with this I I think you're dead inside Paul <laughs> oh man it uh, yeah I don't know I yeah. just. I, there was a lot of over-the-top evil characters, which even evil, illogically evil, which I guess it's a kid's movie. I guess is that is that what, what makes it okay? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like like the guy that dies at the beginning. Yes, he, he was, was, was over-the-top yeah. evil, and you're yes. like, to the point of not being in his own best interest. And the yes. same thing with the Michael Keaton character. You're like, why would you want to kill the mother again? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I know yeah. they tried to make it make sense. Yeah. But then but, they had the Dan DeVito character who you thought, okay, is he evil or is he like, he, he kind of straddled the line of good and evil and ultimately he came out to being good. But uh, you know, he was kind of, he, he's the only one that wasn't like, he was a little gray, you know, as to whether or not he was a good or bad or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. The evil characters, I just found them over the top. It's Dumbo. <laughs> I mean, come on. But that doesn't mean, I, I don't know. It just. All right. All right. Well, maybe maybe I'm expecting too much. All right. So let me. Uh, I, yeah. And I would say I would probably say I would probably is, is TV the lowest, right? No. Other than do watch. not watch. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, maybe I'd watch it on TV. I doubt I would watch it again on TV, but so I'm TV. sure I'd watch it one time on TV. <laughs> Paul, Paul uh, just just as an aside, Paul, from sitting yeah. here not seeing, not having seen the movie and listening to your review, it sounds a lot more like don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Because you have convinced me to never watch this movie, and then you said TV, which I think is funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when Paul first said this movie's awful, I hate it. I thought, oh, this is TV for him. <laughs> Second run. All right. Okay. All right. You, you win. Do not watch this movie. It's not worth watching. Oh, okay. He's changing his story. The don't watch. Wow. Okay. Paul the hammer. All right. The one and only time you're ever gonna get that out of him. Good for you, Paul. All right, let's move onward and upward to Pet Cemetery. Released April 5th, 2019, rated R, runtime one hour, 41 minutes, starring Jason Clark, Amy Selmitz, and John Lithgow. Description, Dr. Lewis Creed and his, and his wife, Rochelle, relocate from Boston to Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. IMDb gives a 6.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 58%, where the audience gives it a 42%. Paul, 
Box office budget, $21 million. Gross in the U.S. as of April 10th, 2019 is $29 million. And the worldwide gross as of April 10th, 2019 is $50 million. So essentially doubled up on its budget. So that means it's probably in the green at this point. Notes. In the 1989 film, the driver of the gasoline truck that struck Gage is listening to Sheena is a punk rocker by the Ramones. In this version, the truck driver is distracted by a call on his cell phone. This, the caller's name is shown as Sheena. Hmm? Interesting, right? Yeah, movie producers put in a lot of work for crazy shit like that. Yeah, that, that the, only the hardest core people get. Yeah. When Rachel is returning home from Boston, there's a highway sign that says, Dairy, 20 miles. Derry is a town that appears in numerous Stephen King stories, most prominently in It. So there's another one. Derry's oh. in every Stephen King story. What are you talking about? All right, wait, I'm just St- reading it, baby. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen King, I mean, well, every story takes in this like 20, 20 square mile area in Maine. <laughs> That's where he grew up, I think. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the only 20 yeah. square yeah, miles yeah. in Maine that are populated. <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder, if, is it near the same 20 miles where all of the H.P. Lovecraft stories take place. I guess so, but probably. But. All I know is I would want to grow up there because a lot of bad shit happened. <laughs> if you read the Stephen <laughs> King book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, it, it, and Stephen King grew up like that. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are true stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know it's probably not Maine that did it to him, but let's just eliminate that from the list of possibilities. <laughs> All right, so Joe, you saw this. Paul, you did not. Is that accurate? I did not see this. All right, so (laughs) I'll get right into our thoughts. All right, so I'll start. So the first thing I I always hear about movies, and which I I don't always agree with, is people saying, "Oh, the trailers ruin the movie. Trailers give away blah blah blah. Trailer, 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 blah blah blah." I I I have this exact same note, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The trailer ruined completely ruined this movie. Because if you watch the scene where the girl dies, they are 100% sh- uh, setting it up to do a switcheroo with Cage and the girl. There is no question it was written that way. It was filmed that way. It was edited that way. 100% they're going to have you think Cage was going to get killed like in the book and in like the first movie. And then at the very last minute, they're going to switch it up and kill the girl and everyone's going to be shocked. Nope. Trailer number two nope. that came out showed that it was the girl that died. Totally ruined that scene. Completely. Yep. <laughs> and the, uh, the Achilles tendon scene. Right? Yes, that too. Because if you've seen the if you've seen the previous movie, he's walking through the bedroom in his slippers, and from yep. under the bed, yes. out comes the knife. Yep, yep. And they set up the scene in the movie to yep. be absolutely identical, building all this tension yep. that you don't need because you saw him cut it in the trailer. Yep. He flips over the bed, no one's there, and he's like, "What?" Uh, oh. And it yeah. was I saw him by the bed. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is." Oh wait a minute, it yep. was in the trailer. He's we not. There's no know. one under the bed. Yeah. And so the the little bit of tension they allowed to build up was dissipated by the trailer before I ever got in. Who the heck did the editing for those trailers? Like who who approved those trailers? An absolute monster who has Oh my god, what a no waste. love for the public. What a waste. What an absolute waste of those trailers. Totally ruined like you could clearly see them doing that in the movie, setting those air those up to do a switch. And they totally what yeah, every time they in this movie had so little tension to begin with to ruin the little they were building. Hurt. Oh man, what a what a waste. And what was the point with the freaking dead kid? The clairvoyant kid that could tell that he was gonna 
ruin his life. He dies. I, I like that never well, played out, right? I mean, I thought at the yeah, very they end, never. Yeah, the, I think that the they were just just far too lazy with this. Yeah, because at the very end, I thought, okay, Cage is alone in the car. The other three are now, uh, spoiler alert, uh, are now uh, brought back to life. Obviously, this kid's going to come and help Cage escape or do something, right? And uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> click unlock which i as an ending goes i don't mind that, that that's that, that's a good ending but fine what what's what's the, what was his point like there was nothing that in the sister uh like the, the wife's sister the wife why why what what was why why was that entire backstory in the movie to begin with at all for a couple jump scares where they did a couple scenes where the, she was frightened and yeah it was yeah, yeah. because because there was an actual chance to have actual real tension in in <laughs> and have the audience on the edge of their seat in the movie. And they said, Oh, let's put in a crappy unrelated backstory of the mom. So we can get some shitty CGI added to this film. <laughs> Cause you know, that's what you need when you have actual tension built is a jump scare. Yeah. <sighs> just, 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 I'm watching this movie thinking what in the world's going on. Then you have, so the girl dies and they bury her. So now she's embalmed, right? She's, she's now she's totally, empty and they bring her yeah i mean yeah they're ready so how how does that work like she's she eats and everything right i mean that was weird too to me like i thought that maybe he'd just go take her right away he would take her her right yeah but after the funeral i mean this has been a couple days they've dissected her and and how shitty a person is the mother oh my god this is too rough on me i'm gonna leave you alone with this so (laughs) i can go (laughs) grieve on my own without my husband and you 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 can sit here without your only living child left and yeah in the house where your daughter lived while i go grieve on my own in another city and speaking of the mom what in the world was with that scene where she's in the second floor bathroom and the little girl's pushing the door open. So in her mind, instead of securing the door, cause it is a little eight year old girl that's pushing, trying to push his door open, stopping her from doing so. No, no. Her idea is let me break the glass and try to shimmy down the second yes. floor with the kid, with the little, okay, kid. because, because before that, and then you think, okay, maybe she's afraid to hurt her daughter. So, so the daughter comes after her, right? Yeah. And, and comes after her with a knife, and she gets cut once or twice trying to defend herself because she's hesitant to hurt the girl because it's still her daughter, right? Yep. She knows the kid's evil, but it's still her daughter. Okay, I understand that. But then she finally hits her and hits her hard <laughs> and then runs away, yes. right? And locks herself in the bathroom yep. or puts herself in the bathroom and doesn't just put her foot against the edge of the door. I mean, it, yes. like you said, it's a nine-year-old girl. How could a grown woman not overpower yes. a tiny, tiny child? Yes. Why are you trying to go out the... And then you, what? she breaks the glass, right? So I guess the door, you couldn't yeah. even open the window. I don't know what the deal with that was. But yeah, she... And she, she hangs the kid out, and then she gets all sliced up by the daughter from uh, behind because she just didn't lean against the door yes. with one hand and casually wait there for a nine-year-old to get tired and give up. Yes, exactly. What in the like that whole scene? I was like, why? What is she doing? Why? Just it's like she, you're thirty and you <laughs> you're losing a fist fight with a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you say, even if she was afraid to hit her, you don't have to. Just push against the door. That's all you yeah, have to do. Yeah. Man, yeah. There's a thought. But I mean, how many times have you as kids when your when your brother's in the bathroom or something? You know, Dennis goes in, you just stick your foot against the floor <laughs> and your toes against the door, and you can't open it. Yeah, that's all you do. I, that that works until they're like. 15. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was dumb. And then, so the girl liked John Lithgow's character, right? 
Well, not the not yeah. when she came evil, but why didn't they bring him back? He was dead. Why why didn't they bury him and bring him back? Yeah, why do they keep bringing people? I mean, is this a new apocalypse happening here? Are they gonna? <laughs> yeah. I, then the truck driver, of course, you know, he's distracted. He didn't have to be distracted. He could have just, you know. Okay. The, yeah. The you you have a highway yes. with three feet between that hole in the woods and the road. Yes. Does a truck driver have to be on a telephone to yes. not see a kid jump out in front of him when he's doing 60? This yeah. is a semi, people. Yeah, going. It's probably a 55 mile power speed limit. So the kid jumps he out was the last doing 65. minute. Yeah, so he jumps out the last minute. He swerves, and he could have had the same effect without the truck driver being careless in any way. But no, yeah. no, no. They had to. They had to, they had to show the dangers of texting or or, or yeah. cell. The guy being perfectly driving. responsible would have still run over that kid. <laughs> and then another scene that drove me crazy because you know the, the guy's a doctor, right? He's he's a doctor, and they're talking to the girl at the beginning of the movie, and they they start talking about heaven and and what's in the afterlife, and the doctor's like, oh no, we're not gonna that we're not gonna lie to our kid. Like what? What's the harm? <laughs> like, why? Why do you want to tell an eight-year-old or, or whatever? Like, there's no, there's no, there's no God. There's no heaven. You die. You're dead. Yeah. What do you do on Christmas? Do you not give your kids <laughs> yeah. presents? Yeah. Do you not whatever. do Santa? I mean, what's, what are you doing? What's, what's the harm? I mean, I mean what's the worst-case scenario? Oh gosh, you people. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I see, I see no. I mean, what? Who enters in a theological discussion with a kid on their ninth birthday? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care what you teach your kids. <laughs> Dear God, she could not possibly absorb this information oh. in any meaningful way. I mean, worst case scenario, she believes there is a heaven and she's a good girl. <laughs> maybe, she, she tries not to be bad. Less. Yeah. I mean, what's... <laughs> now, come on. Grandma's watching you. Reasons to say. What's the downside the, to letting the, this little well, girl believe? I mean, believe? come on. Well, now, I'm sure... The, I didn't see the movie, so I don't know, but there's valid reasons not to t tell your kids... Now, I don't think you should tell your kids there's not a Santa, but there's a valid reason for you not to tell them that there is one. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 no, no, yeah. I, I know people. people. I agree with you, but to just come in and, and to just have a, have a deep discussion right. about life and death with a nine-year-old is silly. No, Paul, I agreed, agreed, I, I, agreed. Paul, I, just, I just would like to point out that... I know, Paul, I know, I know three different people who've had the same argument with me about Santa. And all none, none, none of those three people have children. <laughs> all three of them, well, inc you included. Well, uh, no, I'm just saying you don't. No, tell okay. Them. The other two, the other hey, two, is like tell I'm not telling Santa my kids. I'm not. They're going to believe this. in Santa. They, I whether you tell them that or not. Uh, yeah, I so mean, tell them that. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's a fun thing to do in December. You're going to buy your kid the present anyway. Yes, it's a nice and tradition. It, it's just Santa's just fun. Yes. <laughs> Now to tell tell your girl tell tell your little daughter that there is no God there is no heaven, uh you know I don't see the the, the purpose. <laughs> I know he's a I don't doctor. See the point. Now now when my kid came home from school and the in the weird Baptist told him they because you know we're in the South of course so <laughs> comes home and he comes he looks and he goes some kid told me that Halloween was the devil's birthday. <laughs> Oh, and course. I mean, I, I believe lying to your kids in that direction too is much, much worse. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, whatever. It's just like little things like Funny. that where they had a the doctor had to be all science and the truck driver must have been disrupted because there's no way he would have hit a kid otherwise. Yeah, it's like give me a break. You're distracted. And then the other the other thing I noticed, which is really weird, uh, that I even noticed this. So they, this person did a really good job. Whoever the set designer was. That scene when John Lithgow was going through his house and it was like just panning through his house, I swear to God, I felt like I was in an old man's house. Like 
every picture, everything was like, I felt like I was like at my grandmother's house, you know, like, right. All oh, when we'd go see grandma. And yeah. All like, the shit, the let me tell you something. The that was the scariest part of that movie. <laughs> 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 I mean, it really felt like, like that was his house. Like that was an old man. He had it decorated the way he had it decorated. Like everything was in its place. And, it felt very authentic. Like, yes, this is 100%. Not a damn thing has changed since his wife <laughs> yes, died. Yes. And he every, left it all yeah, in place. Yeah. Everything's the same. Nothing's changed. Just, just old antique shit just on the walls and all over the place. Like, yep. I, I, I very much felt like, wow, this house really has a feel for just an old person, single old man's house. <laughs> so, yeah. As opposed to like every other house you see in movies, right? Which is all there. It has all this contemporary furniture. And all this, <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. is immaculately <laughs> decorated and stuff. It's like, yeah, not this place, man. It, it felt exactly like it was. So I give uh, the props person, uh, Bravo. I give you uh, all the accolades in the world. Although yeah, I can't really should have given it. that guy more budget and then cut <laughs> off the CGI people. Yeah. So this movie, uh, it fell flat for me. I I walked out like oh man I really wanted to like this movie, and and I and now, and now John Lithgow did a fantastic job I really like him. John Lithgow is always awesome. Yeah, he's the only reason to go watch this film. I was so excited to see this. And- yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, see, the rating for me is hard because I want to say stream, and this is another situation where the more I talk about, it, the less like I have stream written down, but I'm not so certain if I bump this down to TV. You know what? I'm bumping it to TV. Yeah, I'm I'm downgrading it. Jeez, I'm getting more <laughs> harsh as I as I yeah, do as more you go it. on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had stream on it as well when I wrote it down. But yeah, like I mean, I'm never gonna watch it ever. No, in I'll, I'll never years. watch it again. Yeah, no, there's. I no mean, there's reason. no possible chance. I was when I first left the theater. I'm like, eh, I, I guess we could stream it. But now yeah. I'm like, eh, there's no way. So your TV. <sighs> <laughs> God, now I'm just now my, wow. my thought is if you want yeah, to watch I mean, Pet you, Cemetery, you convinced me not to watch it. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to watch Pet Cemetery, go watch Pet Cemetery. Uh, <laughs> they already made this movie and it was good. Oh wow, okay. Why bother, right? Well, John, John Lithgow, right? I mean, to his performance. Yeah. Okay, well. if I like John Lithgow, so if you're if if it's Saturday <laughs> and you want to watch John Lithgow on TV. And Third Rock is not yeah. on. Go ahead and watch this. Uh, so but yeah, okay, we could give this a TV just for uh, John Lithgow. Uh, <laughs> so don't don't go out of your way, Paul. Yeah. But okay, uh, all right, John Lithgow. But if see John, but if see John Lithgow walking around a pair of slippers, he's, he's John Lithgow. <laughs> okay, all right. If you haven't Good seen luck. the trailers, well, never mind. We already spoiled it for you anyway. Haven't seen what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh damn trailers. Oh man. All right. Like oh, you could man. avoid that trailer, right? Yeah. Oh, so painful. All right. Well, let's move on and upward to our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. This week, we're doing Shazam! Tagline, Every Hero Has a Secret. Released April 5th, 2019. Director David F. Sandberg. He also directed Annabelle Creation and Lights Out. Uh, both of those are horror movies, so it's very interesting that he's now doing Shazam. I, I'd be very curious as to how that whole uh, thing worked out. 
Rating PG-13, runtime 2 hours and 12 minutes. Starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, and Ashley Angel. Description, we all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting out one word, Shazam! This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into the grown-up superhero Shazam. IMDb. Captain Marvel. Marvel. (laughs) Shazam, Paul. Shazam. <laughs> IMDb gives it a 7.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 91. And the audience gives it an 89%. Box office budget, $100 million. Opening weekend, it made $53 million. Gross in the U.S. as of right now, that is April 10th, 2019, $67 million. And worldwide gross as of April 10th, 2019, is $193 million. Notes. The Annabelle doll from director David F. Sandberg's Annabelle Creation, 2017, can be seen in the shop window, both films starring Grace Fulton. This is the second time that doll has appeared in a DC Comics film. It was last seen in Aquaman. Originally, this was going to be one film with Shazam and Black Adam meeting and clashing, but the producers decided to split the film into two origin films for both characters with Black Adam being its own story set in ancient Greece with other heroes. However, Black Adam is mentioned in the film as an ancient champion the wizard had chosen who went bad. Near the abandoned warehouse where Freddy trains Billy and records his powers, a factory with the sign Ace Chemicals is in the background. That's the factory where the Joker was born. The 1989 Batman film renamed the factory to Axis Chemicals. The green caterpillar talking to Dr. Saivia in jail is Mr. Mind, one of Shazam's greatest enemies who leads the Monster Society of Evil, a supervillain team whose members in, in its various incarnations has included Dr. Sylvia and Black Adam, among others. So that's all my notes. See, I really want there to be a group of people called the Something Society of Evil. <laughs> yes, well, this is it. The Monster Society of Evil. That would be fantastic. You know, to have the, uh, to have the, the, the Rotarians or something just suddenly just go bad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. (laughs) I am the society for evil. (laughs) Um, anybody, I I guess I can start off this one too. Uh, so this one, I, I can honestly tell you, I think I suffered in disappointment on this movie because I heard such great (laughs) things the whole time. And I, I, I had very high expectations going in. And then when I sat down and I started watching it, I just was like, eh, it was like silly humor. It, it didn't really, it just kind of, it was okay. It was funny. And for a DC movie, I thought it was well done. But I, I don't know. I just, it didn't, the story just seemed disconjoined. It just, it was very weird. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say. It, it, was, it was strange. Like I didn't, I thought it was gonna be more of a comedy than a superhero movie, and it turned out to be a lot more superhero. And the comedy was more of a, uh, you know, uh, kids, you know, pre power fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I was, I'm not the demographic for this movie. I guess uh, maybe teens would eat this up more than me. I mean, I, I thought it was alright, but all in all, I, I walked out thinking, eh, I guess. I mean. I didn't think much of it, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, wow. wow I mean, I, I have it as a second run. Would uh, it have been better with The Rock as the enemy? Uh, everything's better with The Rock. Yes. As it was better. originally going to be, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll stick with my second run. 
because it was I mean, he never could have defeated the rock though no well obviously <laughs> it's been a bad movie uh it was okay i mean a little over the top a little uh silly uh no maybe i'll think of more stuff to say about it after you guys what you say see what you have to say but uh i say second run it, it's all right but uh no no need to go out and rush and see it i don't think it's it is what it is uh, who wants to go next? Let's go with Joe and with Paul, since Paul is a superhero uh, oh. phenom. Yeah, see, because, yeah, I'm, I'm not as much into the comic book films. I mean, you could tell that the horror director made this movie. <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, it, it seems like when they're in that uh, whatever zone in outer space or wherever it was with the statues and the kids are running and they're going down the dark hallways running for the doors and stuff. I mean, it had a real horror feel to it in a couple places. I mean, you could really tell that influence was there. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it really, it felt, you don't feel that in this kind of movie ever. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just not, it's just not a thing. I thought it was fun. I, the humor I liked. Oh, okay. I had, a, I, I, I actually laughed. I'm like, it's not the <laughs> stupid corny jokes you get from Tony Stark and crap. Right. Yeah. Well, I tell you there what, there were some, yeah, there's some, the, sorry. The, the funny, the one, the one scene that really made me laugh was when they walked out and they, they clicked their beers together and they both took a sip and spit it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and they came back and, and they were, chips. So chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did find that very humorous, yes. <laughs> I mean, they really played it as kids pretending to be adults, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny. I mean, the, the humor in it, I, I actually laughed at. So I'm like, that was that was really good. I mean, I mean, I don't the DC movies are I love Batman, and so I, I want every DC movie to be good, but yeah. Just they just don't get it. Where this movie was better than most of them because the humor was actual genuine. It wasn't trying to be forced. It was it was fun. Um, yeah. You know, other than Wonder Woman in the Dark Knight films, DC has been a complete flop. And I really like that this is better than that. But I think you might be right about the generational. I because I went with my son. I took him and we went together and asked him if he'd watch it again. And he said, Yeah, he would be all over seeing that again. Where I'm like, eh, I don't care if I ever watch this movie again in my life. Another thing I didn't uh, like he wasn't Shazam wasn't like he wasn't a very good person like he he's not a superhero like he's going around no, he was, trying to get that money was, I think that was the point that was yeah. his arc yeah yes I know and at one point oh uh, you know family uh, 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 I, I get I get the whole thing he was selfish and awful and then yes. he met his birth mother and realized that oh my god I could have been in the trailer park yeah right yeah and I, so, I, it. I, I mean that was his arc is realizing that he was awful and he came around to help them and be good, right? I mean, that was... I thought yeah, that was the uh, best part of the movie is that they actually gave this superhero an origin and an arc that wasn't just like, oh, I was born to be the prince of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right? and then, but you know, oh, that end of that movie when he put his hand in, uh, uh, what, what did they say? Oh, yeah. Power they, up or whatever. And they do the family yeah. prayer. And he, but he initiate, initiated it. I'm like, oh, that was so cheap. Oh, yeah, their 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 dinner table conversations are probably <laughs> like the worst dialogue in all the movies. Right? They just don't. Yeah, yeah. I, every movie that has people sitting around a table should have to hire Quentin Tarantino for 20 minutes to, <laughs> to touch up their script, saying, you know, like you a need virgin. an actual conversation someone might have. Talk about like a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, you know, like Quentin Tarantino has, I mean, these guys have conversations that have nothing to do with the story and stuff because they're just yes. normal people talking. Yes, exactly. 
and this there, movie was it just fell far flat of that oh no no yeah everything was pushing the story forward yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was, i was like yeah why'd you say that it was in the script right there it is <laughs> on the table <laughs> there's yeah. a copy of it behind us you know what <laughs> yeah i think i was just anticipating too much from it like if i would have went in you thinking, were Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, probably. You yes. got Shazam. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok just wins as of superhero humor, and you're never gonna beat it. But yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I prob I it sounds like I liked it more than you, but I say stream it. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy wow. cow! I, That's harsh. It's just not. I I don't know that. I'm I'm not a huge comic book fan, and yet another random superhero is just not selling it to me anymore. Yeah. You know, we now have what? 80 super comic book movies out. Something to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there, there's just too much in the market to, wow. to accept that as this is now the standard at which you should watch things. I think my standards have gotten higher and yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like I said, if, if the rocks in the second one is black Adam, uh, I'll watch the rock. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. And you know, even if this comes out with a sequel and it's n rocks on it, I'll probably still watch it. Just now, I'll know what I'm getting into, and maybe I'll enjoy it more. I don't well, know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And you, you said the rock, the rock movie is going to be a solo film, right? The Black Adam movie. So, well, yeah, they yeah. said two separate. So, and and if we sat through Rampage, we can sit through a sequel <laughs> to this. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. All right, Paul, what say you? Tell us why we're wrong, Paul. Yeah, uh, no, no, <laughs> I. I, I I remember Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's always been the corniest, right? The corn, the. I, well, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to call it Captain Marvel anymore. But, but the corn. It was called Captain Marvel. The yes. old cartoons, you know. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean. Yeah. So I was expecting the corny, and I think they really pulled off the corny. I mean, uh, you know, I. Uh, you knew this was going to be a corn fest, but they really, you know, were able to give it a little bit of, you know, I, I don't know. Making it seem realistic, right? I guess maybe because they made his life so much grittier. He's an orphan and, you know, a forced foster kid. And yeah, I, I, I was I was surprised by the movie. I was I was expecting to not like it at all. I, I didn't care for the Superman cameo at the end. I think if, if you can't get him, don't 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 put him in there. Yeah, he was he wanted to do it, but he was also but he was filming uh, the Mission Impossible and he couldn't make the make it for the filming so yeah well, what, what priorities are those I mean, come on <laughs> now they could have oh, at least taken you. the mustache they cut out of the superman uh, <laughs> movie and had it floating here <laughs> <laughs> um um i guess i'd heard rumors that the marvel family sorry the shazam family was going to appear <laughs> <laughs> you just cannot stop calling yeah. marvel well I, I mean, there's something about mary marvel that sounds a lot better than Mary Shazam. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I think they named her Mary to you know to go with Mary Marvel and yeah. Anyway, so sorry. Um, well, now she's Sherry Shazam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That family really needs us, like a helper monkey with superpowers. Oh yeah, that would be cool. And name him. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be awesome. What, what did the Wonder Twins name their monkey? What was the name of their monkey? <laughs> that was okay. I was wondering where the monkey idea was. Oh like, uh, yeah. I thought there was a cartoon with a monkey. Yeah. Now I wonder what the, I can't think of what the name of the, their monkey was. You know that that is one we haven't seen that would top the corniness factor. The Wonder right? Twins. Oh the my Wonder god. Twins. Wonder Twins movie. Yeah. Uh, come on, I, I want to see it oh. gritty and re realistic, you know, just to gritty how silly it is. Friends. Wow. That <laughs> oh, like, like, like the Dora. Did you guys see the Dora trailer? Yes. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
joke. I, I thought it was a joke. I mean, it, there's plenty of that joke. That joke has been done a few times, right? Yeah. The the Dora movie would be silly and ridiculous, and they yeah. actually did it anyway. That's well. A, that, uh, I think that about the Dora trailer. <laughs> it, it's a little capuchin monkey. I mean, it's like one of the most trainable animals on the planet, and they do it 100% CGI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are you shitting me? <sighs> yeah, that, that monkey. You could have actually a... <laughs> had a cute actual. It yeah. would have been the best character in the entire movie. Would have been the cute <laughs> monkey. We yeah. will have to see. But now they uh, do a shitty CGI. Uh, uh, oh, I'm so disappointed. Anyway, I I liked it. Um, Mark Strong's really been trying to break out as a villain um, since like John Carter, right? I always think it's funny because his name reminds. I have a uncle named Mark Strong. It's always weird to hear his name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah the, the villain. Who for some reason also reminds me of Stanley Tucci. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I, I liked the movie. It was fun. It was lighthearted. It was comical. It wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. I don't know how you would do Black Adam. How that's kind of tonal. I think, I think you're going to get tonal dissidence, though, when it comes to that. But I, I, I would, I would, I would, I definitely see this opening weekend. Wow, opening weekend. Whoa. The first one of the year. Nice, Paul. Much better than I thought it was going to be. Because, again, I the, the cartoon was always the corniest of cartoons in a medium, a medium that was always been corny, right? So I just really expected, like, how in the world did you pull this off as a modern-day movie? And yeah. I Al- although I got to admit, him standing on the street there, shooting lightning in the air for, like, a dollar at a time <laughs> was just like, the <laughs> most awesome part of the whole thing. <laughs> He really hammed that shit up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Just collecting dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will wrap it up for this episode. So I'd like to thank you once again, Paul and Joe, for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. 